This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN New York. Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. Doesn't it feel weird? There's no football. It's a little unsettling. We have to re- readjust our schedules and get going again to find out what our Sundays are like. This is weird. Usually looking at a pregame show or something. We ride with you until 2.30, 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Tom and Harvey. That would be good. That should be a drink. Tom Harvey. Give me, or, let me order a Tom Harvey. It should be a nice, like, a refreshing afternoon, you know, cocktail somewhere, an adult beverage. A Tom Harvey. Uh, I digress. Tom and Harvey, we ride until 2.30. That begins... Our coverage, part two of the Stadium Series weekend of the NHL, it's Rangers and Islanders. The Ranger broadcast you can hear right here on 98.7 ESPN. The Islanders broadcast you can hear on our sister station, 1050 AM. So we got you covered. You don't want to hear what Kenny Albert and the crew have to say. If you're an Islander fan, you you know, you got the Islanders. You got the Islander cast on 1050. Lots to do inside this edition of the Larry Hardesty Show. We'll be joined by uh, Claude Johnson. He's a good friend of mine. He's with the Black Fives Foundation. And they are a group that have researched the basketball and segregated basketball and, you know, players before they were allowed to join together in what then, or is now rather, the NBA. So we'll talk to him and talk about some of the, you know, similarities of the game then and now and how it's grown. Uh, Also, we'll talk a little baseball, Mets and Yankees. I have a dilemma. And I think Don and Michael... I don't know if they made me more comfortable Friday on the Michael K show or made me more alarmed. Well, maybe you'll help me discuss that as well before we leave you at 2.30 here on 98.7 ESPN. First of all, though, I want to invite those of you who were at the Stadium Series game last night as the Devils rolled over Philly or who are headed out. And I know some folks, some Islander fans are in traffic right now trying to get to MetLife Stadium if you're not already there. Just want to get your thoughts about what you expect from this series, how you liked it. Now, Harvey, I know, is an avid, avid Devils fan. Uh, was not there last night, but Harvey, I know you had some friends there. You watched the game. What was your thoughts of outside hockey outside, you know, the way it's meant to be, kind of, and uh, just your thoughts on how it went last night? For me, it was the best use of MetLife Stadium and Jersey overall. You got a Jersey band, as I guess, and the Jonas Brothers who are from Jersey. You got two hated rivals, which is one of the cool things about this stadium series that you have four different fan bases taking part this weekend. And so you got the Devils and Flyers to kick off. Devils score 32 seconds in with Nico Heischer. And then throughout the game, it was chippy, it was nasty, there's plenty of penalties. And at the end, the better team won. Thankfully, it was the Devils, 6-3. to three. They're now two points back of Detroit for the final wildcard spot, and they need to start getting rolling here. So, um, But, yeah, the pop and circumstances are pretty nice. You saw the mascots playing with each other. It was actually a bit funny. They had this bit where the Gritty and the Devil were throwing cakes at a Rangers fan. Really? Yeah, and I was wondering how they got that guy in, that, that poor guy. He, he took one to the face, I believe, and then he took another one to the midsection. You see, that was some lower region. But still, it was a pretty good uh, night, a good use of the stadium, 70,000 fans. So you might expect that, if not more, today when the Rangers play the Islanders. So really good night overall. All right, so we have an adjustment. The uh, pregame will now start at 3. 
So the pregame starts at 3 right here on 9870 ESPN. So the Rangers, once again, you can hear that broadcast here, and the Islanders on our sister station, 1050. And so I just watching it for a couple of minutes, Harvey, I thought what was fascinating in that, and this is just me as the not the you know the novice hockey guy uh, who just parachutes in from time to time with it, is, and I agree with you. I think the key to obviously the elements is unique and that adds a certain something to it. It takes you back to you know old time hockey and and hockey up in in Canada and the way you know the way it was. But for me, I agree with you, Harvey. It is the teams involved. It's the rivalry. And that's why this afternoon's game, as chippy as you said it was last night that you observed between the Devils and Philly, it will be chippier today. There's no question about it. Because Devils, Philly, and you're better addressed this, Harvey, than I am. It's a rivalry. But it, it, it's, it's not like Devils Rangers or Devils Islanders. It's, it's Devils Phillies. I mean, the same division. You know, I, I get it. But it's not like that same thing. And so if it was like that for Devils uh, Philly, you can imagine what it's going to be for Rangers Islanders today. Am I right, Harvey? Absolutely. Believe it or not, this is the first time this season the, uh, the Rangers and Islanders have played this season. And like you mentioned before, the Devils-Flyers rivalry isn't, isn't what it used to be when they used to play all those years ago in the playoffs every every so often. But yeah, this this one is pretty has some pretty big stakes for it as well because the Islanders are behind the Devils for the wild card and the Rangers are trying to keep their league-best uh, six-game winning streak intact. And so it's a big one. The first game of the season between the two teams, mm. pretty heated. I'm sure you'll see some videos of fans chirping at each other in the lots today. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a fun scene. It's going to be fun. A uh, little chilly, but that just adds to the ambiance of it, right? That just adds to Don, make it. Don LaGreca. Don LaGreca is going to be doing the pre and post from nice. ice level. Yay! Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Nice. That's it. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now, Tom, are you, uh, what, what, as, as Alan Hong would say, where do you plant your flag? Are you a Rangers, Islanders, or Devils, or none of the above? I subscribe to my New York Islanders fandom. All righty. So what do you think about this game now? The first time you've met the hated Rangers, um, who you I'm sure you would wish you would wish they would stop whistling uh, your former member about uh, and his uh, how they feel about his play <laughs> from 100 years ago. But how are you looking for this? Uh, how, are you, how are you looking at this game today? I think it's just a really cool experience, Larry. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if necessarily the New York area has gotten this stadium series before. Um, so I think for all the fan bases, like Harvey was saying to kind of come together, uh, just to celebrate hockey and all this stuff with the stadium series. I, I, I always look forward to stuff like this when they do a cool event like this with hockey and all that stuff, like with MLB, like doing events like around the world and all this stuff, like hockey hasn't quite gotten there yet, but the stadium series, I think is kind of the next best thing. So I'm hoping for an Islanders win today, uh, being biased, of course, of course. uh, but yeah, I, I think it'll be a really cool thing. A really cool time for anyone that goes. All right, real quick. Um, Patrick Waugh is your head coach. Do you like what he's brought? Do you see a difference in the team since he's taken over? From what I've seen and heard, I do think so. Um, 
I know a lot of like discipline things and stamina, I think, was one of the big things that Patrick Waz kind of brought to this team. Um, so I, I think he's making a difference in that regard. Uh, whether or not they'll make the postseason is still up to up for debate in my eyes for the New York Islanders. But uh, as long as they can just kind of find their identity and stick with it the rest of the way, I think they'll be good to go. Here's the bottom line. And, and it goes for both your fan bases and, and even the Ranger fan base. It, it's, it, it's cliche, but it's true. And, and covering them and, and watching sports in the years that I've been blessed to do it, it, it's really one game at a time. Before you know it, you get a little streak together, you get some confidence together, and before you know it, you moved into standings. Because injuries, as we will talk about the Knicks in a couple of minutes, are the great equalizer. And it, it's, it's not how many or who, it's who and how it affects your depth. And so, listen, you always have to make a change. And, and I, I applaud the Islanders front office. If you saw that this, the, the coach that was there was not working, and you had an opportunity to make a change, and you can't just sit back and say, okay, well, you know what? Okay, we'll just wait it out. If you believe that you had a chance to turn things around and to properly evaluate your roster, okay, before the trade deadline in the NHL where you can say, okay, listen, we're going to do this or we're going to do that or this is the move we make or maybe we, we're seeing some movement here. Okay, let's go for it. Let's get that extra piece. Uh, that's what you have to do. So I applaud the Islanders for doing that. As far as the Rangers are concerned, I mean, for me, it's such a long season, guys. It's up and down. It's 80-plus games. For me, the bottom line is for the Rangers, it's when does Eagles just – when does – Shesterkin get going, right? When is he going to be the guy that we've seen over the past couple seasons? When does he get that person and get that consistency that we've seen from him? Now, part of it is because of their play in front. I mean, we, you know, some if the, if he doesn't have sight lines, you don't move people out of the way. It makes his job that much tougher. But it just seems like in the games I've watched that the the saves that he would that he made a couple of seasons ago. He is not seeing the puck as well as he saw them then. And that's just, you know, a novice way of looking at it. So, yes, there's other things to it. It's, it's not as simple as that, but that's just the way it looks to me. So it's a matter of getting some things together. Now they had six-game winning streak, so they're now back into the flow of things. So we'll see how that goes today. The Islanders are playing better. And listen, Harvey, your, your Devils have been up and down. They started out quick. They had a lull, and now they seem to be, you know, moving back in the right direction and, you know, we'll see if they make a move at the trade deadline to get them going. But all that, just to set the stage, uh, pregame now at 3 here on 98.7 ESPN and our sister 1050. And that will be Rangers Islanders Stadium Series Part 2. It was uh, fabulous last night, and it's going to be even better today. When we return, I'm going to give you some thoughts about All-Star Weekend. And I know we always have these discussions about the dunk contest, right? And what are we going to do with the dunk contest? And what has to happen with the dunk contest? And to be honest, last night did not help the dunk contest at all. But there was one promising sign. I'll explain that to you next. It's the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's the Larry Hardesty Show here on 98.7 ESPN. Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. Get to the phones in a second. We're riding with you till 3 o'clock. 
That's when we'll have the uh, Ranger Islander pregame stadium series part two out at MetLife Stadium. Should be an interesting one. So make sure you hang with us. Once again, you can hear the Rangers uh, broadcast on 98.7 and the Islanders broadcast on 1050. So last night was the NBA All-Star Saturday. And for me, the impressive part of All-Star Saturday was the three-point shooting contest. Uh, when you saw the amount, of, and of course I was rooting for Jalen Brunson and he missed the last second shot that could have gotten him a little further into the competition. But just to show you how the three-point, if you didn't realize how important the three-point uh, shot has become in the NBA, all you had to look at is how many people were in there last night. I mean, there were three people that hit 26 threes in the first round. The first round. 26. From all over. Under, under, under a time constraint. Not even, not even going to the same, like, this is my spot. Like, you know, for OG Ananobi, you like him. When you see him in the corners, you're like, oh, that's his spot over there. Either corner, he's good. I mean, from corner to corner, around the perimeter of, of, the, of the lane, that's where they hit threes. And Carl Anthony Towns, for me, is incredible. He's incredible with his barely gets off the ground with that three, but he is lethal from out there. And obviously Dame Lillard, you know, was able to win it with a last with a money ball shot at the last second to make him back to back. So for me, that was the most entertaining. That was the most competitive. Of course, the uh, battle between uh, Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu of the Liberty, that was entertaining as well. You know, they went back and forth with the three. She, she came out like a house of fire. I mean, she was confident. She was rolling. She was ready. And Steph needed a lot on that last ball, the last, you know, set of balls to shoot, to get in, to uh, make that, make that, you know, make that win for him. Uh, the skills contest, you know, I get it. I understand it. It was, in, it was interesting, you know, with the moving things back and forward. But I, the skills contest doesn't really, I, it doesn't move me. Slam dunk contest, ladies and gentlemen. And it appeared as though last night that the crew, that we're judging uh, really penalized you if you did not make the dunk. It did not make your first dunk. They they penalized you because there were a number of folks. There were a number of, of, of dunks that I thought were better, that should have been highly scored, that weren't scored as high as they should have been. Okay? Uh, so that that's the thing. Look, I don't know what it's going to take. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have all the answers. But the slam dunk contest is still not it's still not what it should be. It's still not. And I'm 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 just it's just me. I'm getting bored with the props. I'm getting tired of people jumping over people. <laughs> I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of of of, of you know the props. I, I know I I know you're trying to be uh, creative, you know. I'm tired of seeing st- people going in this, into the stands and getting Shaq and to stand up. I'm tired of people coming over here, sitting in this chair. I'm tired of people doing that. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I need to see something different. That's number one. Number two for me is I applaud 
Jalen Brown, for being in the dunk contest last night. It was a player, a starter in the NBA on an NBA team that was involved in the dunk contest. No disrespect to Jacob Toppin. Even though he's not a starter, it's not, you know, he's not a starter. It's no disrespect to him. I need to see some starters. Listen, Matt McClung, outstanding. Creativity, great, great. And this takes nothing away from him. It takes nothing away. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I mean, his creativity, what he thinks to do and stuff like that, it's great. But can I see some NBA starters in this? And I don't know what it's going to take. We've had these discussions, whether it's money. Whether it's, I don't know. I don't have an idea. But I agree with Reggie Miller. You need to see some NBA players, starters, names, to add some juice to this contest. Otherwise, I'm ready to move on from the dunk contest. I just am. I just am. Because you, you're not doing anything that you haven't seen. I mean, I will say this about McClung. He's creative. I mean, to, to, to go up in the air, uh, have the ball, take his hands off the ball, put, the, put his hands back on the ball, and do a dunk, like he's just standing in midair and not moving, was fabulous. It's fabulous. It, it's, the creativity was very good on that. But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just done. I'm, I'm done with people jumping over people. I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm done. I need to see something different. And I need to see something different from folks that I, you know, see on, on various teams every night. I mean, I got no problem slamming on people normally. How come you can't slam on the, the, the dunk contest? I got people betting the, the ball off the backboard and doing something. I see that in games. I see it in games. Why? I can't see it in the dunk contest. I, the same starters that go up, they do in the game sessions. Oh, you see, you see dunks there. We have them on Sports Center all the time. So I know they can do it. It's clear. I see it. But on the slam dunk weekend, I can't get, I can't get, I can't get uh, uh, anybody, all right, to come in and slam on people and slam. I can't get it. I have to wait for other people to do it. You know, that's, I'm, I'm just, I, we got to do something with the dunk contest. So get rid of it. Just saying. I, I, there's something else I'm sure we can replace it with. Because, and yeah, I, I know I'm sounding like the old guy, get off my lawn. I get it. And I will accept it. But, I mean, we don't have to go. I, obviously, yeah, I'm talking about Jordan and Dominique. And I'm talking about, you know, Vince Carter and, and start like that. But, I mean, Eric Gordon wasn't that long ago. Eric Gordon was tremendous. That's not 15 years ago. It's not 20 years ago. It's like, what, like maybe 10 that's what I'm looking for. That's what I need to see. That type of creativity, that type, from a starter, that's what I'm looking for. You, you, you mean to tell me Wimbonyama couldn't come up with something? I would love to see what his creativity in dunks. I would love it. I would love to see him do something. Now, I, could, I would think that Greg Popovich might say, don't you dare <laughs> do anything like that to get hurt. But I'm serious. I would love to see what he would come up with. 
because of his agility, ability, his agility and size. What what? I, I, it would be yeah. I get it. Well, he's that tall, Larry. What do you expect? I want to see what he can do. I want to see. That's that's. I want to see an NBA. I want to see a group of NBA starters come in here and tear the play, and blow the roof off All Star Weekend with some serious dunks. Matt McClung is fine. Jacob Toppin is fine. I have no problem with them. But I'm ready to see a primetime player in this dunk contest. I just am. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 987 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. We love you on the way in at 1-800-919-3776. Talking about the dunk contest. Larry Hardesty Show riding with you until 3 o'clock. Then we turn things over to Don LaGreca here on 98.7 ESPN. He will anchor our pregame Rangers Islanders MetLife Stadium Series game that will take place about 340 or so. Puck drops around then, but Don will get you headed there. And if you want to hear the Islanders version of the broadcast, you can tune to 1050 ESPN. Before we get to the phones, a quick reminder, Anita Marks will be live from the park at UBS Arena on Saturday, February 24th, beginning at noon. That's before the Islanders matinee matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, we're giving away four pairs of lower bowl tickets, plus one pair of premium club seats. Mm-hmm. at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down the contest and submit your entry. Join the New York Islanders for every thrilling matchup in March. Take advantage of special ticket prices for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for all the exciting action on the ice. Get your tickets today at NewYorkIslanders.com slash March. Off to the phones we go. 1-800-919-3776. Spike is in St. Pete. Spike, start us off this Sunday afternoon. Move over, Mr. Hardesty. Make some room on the lawn for me. <laughs> I, I, got, I got to tell you, I'm going to give you some, some interesting uh, comps. Uh, I tried to sit down and watch it. I needed uh, Stephen Hawking to explain what they were doing in the first event. And the players didn't seem to know. They looked like they were running the wrong way. Uh, and the volume, I don't know how uh, you have a sound bar or it comes out of your television or you listen. I don't know how you uh, take it in, but uh, I have it on a nice TV that works beautifully. And there was no explanation. You couldn't hear the announcers. They didn't say Halliburton's up or this one. And they there was such confusion on it. I, they, could, they could put that one on the shelf and never see it again. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the three-point shooting contest, five guys at 26, fine. They, they don't get make 26 shots. They got 26 points, which is mm-hmm. fine. They get more. Oh, that's fine. That, mm-hmm. That's all good. To me, they'll never be anything better than Larry Bird. That, 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 you can't top that in my lifetime. My body is, uh, is, is failing. My mind is sharp. So I'm looking at Sabrina, and I've been a fan of hers for a long time. She's a great shooter. She's a pretty good player overall. I found the comp. I told Harvey it was someone else. I found the comp, that exact shot she has. It mm-hmm. was a guy that was her size, five, would you say? No, I didn't. I'm not saying. Oh, okay. It was a guy her size, 5'11". That played in the 90s. He was never better than a 33% shooter, but he made it into a couple of uh, three-point contests. And if you get him up on the screen, uh, you'll remember the guy for sure. It's the exact same release. I thought it was Glenn Rice, but he released it too high. It was Michael Adams. Remember Michael Adams? Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. 
Just Google commercial Michael Adams uh-huh. and the Three Points. The exact same release, just when hmm. it gets up to the forehead. The same follow through with the fingers. That was fun. Uh, was it Billy Jean King and uh, what was it? What was the guy's name? Bill uh, Riggs. Bobby, Bobby Riggs. Riggs. Yeah, it wasn't quite. No, that, it, w- that well, had... it wouldn't be that anyway. Spikes a little different time. Wouldn't be that anyway. Yeah. So. Right, right. That wasn't the social implication. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I won't even watch the game tonight, Larry, because I watched last year, and it's just you might as well bring the Washington Generals out for 42 or 48 minutes. It's gotten to the point, this is what I would prefer, and it'll never happen because the whole weekend's a tremendous moneymaker for the sponsors. The key is and the drinks and this and, that, and the agents are all there, and the kids get to have some fun. Give the teams five days off, ramp it up, for the final 30 or 25 games, 27 for us. And let's see, let's see a good run of three months, hopefully, for us of basketball. But that dunk contest to me totally didn't interest me with Shaq being a prop. I mean, if you go back to the original one with the Jordan and, and the Dominique, Dominique was a great in-game dunker, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's nothing to watch there. I'm all with you. But uh, for the kids, uh, they can enjoy it, and the sponsors make plenty of money. But I can't wait till Thursday. Yeah, I hear you, Spike. When things get back to reality, right? <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. Uh, let's go to Jeremy in the Bronx. What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's up, Larry? I'm just calling because um, the slam dunk contest has, is very boring, and I feel like they should just change it, take it out. And just put a 2v2, like, we want to see, like, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James and Stephen Curry to game 21. That would be amazing. I think that would be more entertaining than a slam dunk contest. That's all I wanted to call. Well, I'll say this, Jeremy. Thanks for the phone call. I, I agree. It would be more entertaining. Because right now, I, this slam dunk contest is useless. I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry. It's useless right now. I mean, I, we're going to jump over Shaq. I mean, if you want to impress me, at least bring Wimbon Yama out. Jump over him. How about Bo Bo? Jump over Bo. Let me see you jump over Bo Bo. Then maybe, okay, maybe. I mean, honestly. And, and once again, I'm, I'm, I'm just frustrated with it, so I'm going to go to the extreme, okay? What's the difference in jumping over Shaq than, than what you see when you go to halftime and they have people jumping on the pump, jumping on the trampoline and doing the 360 and spinning and, and dunking? What's the, what's the difference? It's a prop. That, does that show your does that show your athletic ability because I can jump over somebody? And, but and then what do you do with the dunk? Okay, the creativity is not the, the whole thing is the creativity part of it. It's not just taking off. It's what do you do with the ball? Or what do you do with the ball? That's what I want to see. That's what brings these these dunks into these memorable ones. I mean, yes, we talk about, but you talk about Vince Carter. Vince Carter's dunk memorable. I mean, you saw what he did. I mean, that that's that's a dunk. That's what you talk about with a dunk contest. Okay, what 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 you saw last night, and what you've seen for the most part over the past couple of years, it's been a joke. Emmanuel's and Clifton. What's up, Manny? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um... I'm just as frustrated as everybody else. Um, but I hate to say it, but these primetime players, they really don't have what it takes to compete in this dunk contest. I think it's just too much pressure. You know, I think some of them have what it takes, but I think it, it almost can define that specific athlete. 
with their choice of dunk or lack of dunks. And so, you know, I think that's why they back off of it. I don't think it has anything to do with injuries. Um, I just think that this competition needs to remain, but there needs to be some sort of tryouts. And what that means is kind of getting away from the league and giving these freak of nature athletes all over the world to join and, and, and make this competition what it should be. And so it's as simple as sending a you know video or so or two of you dunking out there because there's some crazy dunkers out True. there, and I've True. seen and you're on social media and you've seen the 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 creativity of the dunks that some people have out there and it's real. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we miss these, we miss these kind of dunks, and we're not going to be seeing that anymore. Um, and then maybe the judges need to be current NBA players, you know, maybe those that could have been in the dunk contest. Um, I think they need to be current players because the judges weren't all that, you know, and I think it's nowadays in 2024, you have to know um, how to judge the type of dunks, um, you know, that we see here Mm -hmm. uh, at this time. So, yeah, it's frustrating. I just hope we kind of get away from from what we're doing now and and get these athletes out. But I think it it needs to stay the same. I I I don't agree with taking that away. All right, Emmanuel. Thanks for the phone call. Well, they got to do something with it then. If you're going to keep it, they got to do something with it. They have to. Uh, I will say this. Dominique Wilkins, who has you know has won a dunk contest, is uh, an analyst for the Atlanta Hawks, was one of the judges last night. He knows. He's, he's current. He knows what dunks are around the league, so I had no problem with him being there. Uh, Darnell Hillman was a surprise for me, and I understand the Indiana, you know, the Indiana connection. Uh, for those of you who don't remember – he was a Afro wearing high flyer in the late seventies, early eighties in the ABA version of the Pacers. He was called Dr. Dunk. So I know they had him. And once again, his connection uh, there, I don't know how involved he is in the game right now, what his ability to see, you know, different players and how they dunk and whatnot. I'm not sure, but um, I'm just saying for me, I, I hear what you're saying, Emmanuel. Yeah. We could get, you know, one of the sponsors, you know, it was a story. There was a bunch of sponsors, state farm. Give me, give me the, have a tournament year-round. Give me the best dunkers that you see. I know many people have talked about this before. And the ones who win each tur- the one who wins each thing, they come and part- participate in All-Star Weekend. Okay, I, I, I'm looking at that. But you mean to tell me Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards, one of the young players here, he couldn't dunk in the dunk contest? Paolo Banchero of o- Orlando, he couldn't be in the dunk contest? I mean, he's a young guy. He's the first-round first picks. They couldn't be in the dunk contest. They're right there. They're already at All-Star Game weekend. They couldn't get on the court and dunk? I mean, come on. It doesn't make any sense. More of your conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN. During the break, I had a chance to quickly look at the... Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine dunk contest, 2016. That's when it was. I was trying to remember what it was. 2016. That's what I'm talking about. Even the Aaron Gordon uh, dunk contest in 2020 with uh, Derek Jones Jr. I mean, you know, that was better. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Primetime NBA players stepping up, saying, you know, I'll take the challenge. I know some of the guys, some guys just don't want to do this. Some guys don't feel like they have the the, the creativity or don't want to be judged or whatever reason they have for not doing it. 
But if it doesn't change, you know, or they make some addendum to it or do something with it, it, it I'm, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to see it. I'm, I'm done with the dunk contest. I just am. I'm done. Done. 1-800-919-3776. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good afternoon, Larry. Shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to, you know, talk to you because as you were, you know, talking about the dunk competition, it it, 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 it is kind of sad. And, you know, I was talking to Harvey because I'm a person that, remember, like, remembers the grandness of, you know, All-Star Weekend. And, you know, I remember the dunk competitions of, you know, Kobe, even Kobe Bryant and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Vince Carter. And then, you know, the person that I feel like, you know, is often, you know, kind of forgotten because, you know, it was kind of the downturn was um, a guy like even um, Richardson, who is who had, you know, a fantastic, who had fantastic dunks as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it, it, it's really sad because I still like even, you know, with the Dwight Howards, with the Superman cape and, you know, you had, you know, you had all of these great props and all and, you know, you know, Nate Robinson dunking over Spud Webb. And even though those were memorable moments, we still kept saying the dunk competition is lacking in star power and it's kind of decreasing and we don't know what to do. And then I remember when the skills competition, I don't know what they did with the skills competition this year or what they've been doing with it. But I remember when people actually were hyped when that was the new thing and people were actually saying, I want to do the skills competition more than the dunk competition. And I don't know, like what they've turned this into is it was confusing. It was, not it was not fun and the only thing that still is true to form is the three-point competition because uh-huh. i still remember the battles between pager and ray allen you know when you had the when you had the splash brothers battling each other when you had you know when when you actually have the greatest three-point shooters actually vying to get that you know notoriety of saying I, I i am the best you know clutch three-point shooter in that type of you know in that type of setting and you see and there's a reason why they Dame Lillard has won back to back. So it's just like, it's very sad to see what is going on where I'm like, the only thing I was interested was the Steph, Sabrina, and by the way, Sabrina was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, and let me tell you something. Um, and if pe- and people kind of forget, like, she was kind of what Caitlin Clark was in college basketball before mm-hmm. Caitlin Clark, you know, arrived on the scene. So when Caitlin Clark comes up, it's going to be even more fantastic in the future. But it's just, you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm really disappointed right now because, you know, I'm hoping in the future what this does say is is hopefully with Max McGlung winning, you know, back-to-back and with Jalen Brown actually coming back, hopefully this does bring a little bit more more um, NBA all-star talent because, you know, what that other caller said is correct. You know, if we start opening it up to other worldwide, you know, other people that are doing all these fantastic dunks on, on social media, eventually we're going to, uh, eventually it's going to start looking at the NBA play, players. Like, are you guys really the best, you know, at, athletic people that, you know, dunk, with, with, with the basketball dunking the ball. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that we, that's something that we would have never imagined in the times where we, what we watched in the dunk competition. So I want to thank you for your time and have right, a great Jose. one guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. There has always been, uh, questions about guys who, um, Jose, about guys who are in the league and not in the league. Going back up to 
uh, great players that you saw at Rucker Park, great players that you saw at West Fort Street, great players that you saw on hard courts uh, throughout the city for many, many years. Uh, Walt Clyde Frazier in his book talked about going up to Rucker and watching people and, and the great people that he saw there that were that could that were good enough to be in the NBA, but for whatever reason was not in the NBA. So that has that's not going to change. That has always been the case. But you're a thousand percent right as far as their athletic ability and what they can show the dunk. And you know, um, you know, is that is that the solution? Is or is that going to make the NBA players never want to do it? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Some a couple of people coming in here, and they just you're looking at some of the some of the think of some of the dunks that you've seen. For the many of you who go to West Fort, the many of you who go to Rucker State Park, the, the many of you who go to various other parks in the city, okay, in, in various boroughs and on the island, and up in Connecticut, and you see what they're able to do. And you bring them and you give them the opportunity to show what they can do on a national on a national level. Do you think that that's going to make more NBA players come out and play? I don't think so. I think they're going to be like, I'm not trying to go up against that. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm saying the dunk contest the way it is, and I said to you from the beginning, I have no answers. I don't. I only know that it can't continue the way it is. There's, there's there possible solutions, but I don't know if there's one definitive solution. All I'm saying is if it, if last night, and once again, all due respect to McClung, cause he, he tried, he did his best. He did his best. He gave, he gave effort. And I thought the first dunk was better than the one that he won on. But I, if, if that's the best it's going to be, I'm done. I don't need to see it anymore. Alex is in Jersey. What's up, Alex? Larry, good afternoon. I've got a great idea for you. I hope your uh, ESPN friends are listening. Okay, talk to so, me. What you got? Instead of the dunk competition, it's a game of horse between the rookies and veteran NBA players 10 years and older in the league. Gives you an opportunity to bring some of these guys back that aren't necessarily, you know, your all-stars but still popular. And, you, you, you know, you, you get, get to show off the rookies instead of just, you know, the same guys that you get to see all the time. It's rookies, veterans, game of horse. All right, Alex. Thanks for the phone call. I hear what you're saying. That's a possibility. But uh, that, that's part of the problem with the dunk contest, Alex. I don't see the same pros all the time. I don't see any, I don't see any starters. I, don't see, I, I hardly see any starters or, or names that you know. I, you hardly ever. That's the big issue. That's why the fact that that Jalen Brown performed last was great. I'm so, you know, and and listen, I get it. And Kenny Smith was talking about it last night. He's an in-game dunker. He's this. Uh, all right, whatever. Okay, whatever. At least he was as a starter in this league, as one of the higher-paid players, as one of the marquee players in this league. At least he had the intestinal fortitude to show up and try to do something. Not many do. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, let me enter into this arena of uh, grumpy old men. 
<laughs> oh my god listen some of the stuff i agree with you guys some i don't um look the positives i'll just start with the three-point contest is still good and like you said the sabrina versus Steph thing is good the three-point contest i think is good not only because it just it, it plays out better but there's more contestants more people mm-hmm. want to do that you know so it is what it is women's basketball is coming on you know um, definitely in the NBA WNBA and also the college basketball the women the women got the college on lockdown mm. so so that you know it was good to see that i'm glad that she didn't go out there you know and, and underperform you know what i mean that that was important that she that she did well um Look, the dunk contest, you know, we can always talk about the 80s and all this other stuff. I mean, look, everything in life is based on incentives. In the 80s, we all know there were four teams that could win the, the, the championship. Lakers, Celtics, Sixers here and there, and then Detroit at the end. So, you know, a dunk contest meant a lot more, you know, especially if you were a young player and up and coming. So, you know, now trying to compare these guys to that, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very different. And also... Even in games, you're talking about these guys that, listen, I don't see that many dunks in NBA games unless it's a fast break. I see everybody trying to shoot threes. I see everybody trying to break somebody down off the dribble. So, you know, like Emmanuel said, and we have spoke about this before, Unc, a thousand times, you have to open it up, the dunk contest, to other players who are, who are all around the world. And guess what? If they expose some of the NBA players and NBA players don't want to do it, that still doesn't make it a bad thing. If I'm seeing the best product in terms of dunking, you give me like one of them ladder in the match, I mean the, the money in the bank match, you hang a million dollars on the top of that stadium, the winner gets a million, second place gets 100000 and the best 20 people, whether they're NBA or not, get in it. I'm all good with that. But there's one problem still with the NBA weekend, which really to me usurps all of this stuff, and it's the actual game. And that is a problem because of the way that, Things have been going. Guys just going. It really looks stupid. You know, it looks like a three-man weave. I mean, I understand you're not trying to get hurt. You're not trying to play any defense. But in anything that you're doing, there has to be an incentive. These guys make so much money, and I'm not begrudging that. I, 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 listen, I'm happy for them. At least they're not like NFL. They run into walls, and they have a CD, and they're having no money later on. But if you say the NBA All-Star game becomes – the NBA's best All-Stars versus the world's best All-Stars. And when I say world, some of the players who come from other countries, mm-hmm. they can play on that world team as some of their, um, you know, as they do in the Olympics and some of those other players can get in there. Mm-hmm. You watch and see how fast some of these American-born players all of a sudden will start to play hard because you know how it is with these people who come from other countries. Yeah. There's a different type of a discipline. There's a different type of a struggle. And, mm-hmm. you know, competition is what really people want to see. That's how you get that jump. Because this game today, it better not be another that tomfoolery like last year because that was embarrassing. It was, it was brutal. Brutal. Thanks for the phone call. It was brutal. Brutal. And there was no competition. There was no competition. Now, I know they've gone back to East versus West, and I think I guess they think that would add some competition to it. But you're right. They had there was it it was awful last year. I mean, people were standing around letting people go for layups un, untouched. You they didn't they didn't practice like that. You don't practice like that, much less being in a game. I mean, you know, you, you might as well have a a, a 
a three-man game. You might as well take a page out of what the NFL does with their skills competition now for the Pro Bowl. When because people weren't playing because they, you know, even though it was near the end, it was at the end of the season, and the Pro Bowl games were just a joke. And that's what the NBA game has become on the All-Star game, the All-Star game. So hopefully. East versus West, it used to be where everybody showed up and they let people go, but in the fourth quarter, you lock down. Let's see if that happens tonight. I don't know if any of you are going to be watching, but let's see if that happens tonight. For those of you on hold, hang with me. We want to get back to our conversation. We're going to bring in my good friend, Claude Johnson. I want to hear what he's got to say about this dunk contest and other things with the NBA. That's next. It's the Larry Hardesty Show on 98.7 ESPN.